Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, show 286, recorded at Big Dog Studios in Eugene, Oregon. Today's show is made possible by thepracticalherbalist.com. Get info on plants and plant medicine that's supported by science and tradition at thepracticalherbalist.com. We make herbalism practical and easy. Thepracticalherbalist.com. When herbalists think of skin, we often jump straight to trauma medicine. We think of herbs to heal burns and cuts and rashes. But what about preventing problems and creating glowing, healthy skin? Today we're talking with Anna Rosa, medical herbalist, member of the, New- of the National Institute for Medical Herbalism in the UK, and founder of Anna Rosa Skincare about the power and beauty of Icelandic herbal skincare. Now here are your hosts. I'm Candace Hunter. I'm Patrick Hunter. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Real Herbalism, Herbalism Radio. Hello, Anna Rosa. Hello. <laughs> it is so lovely to see you again today. Thank you. Same here, of course. It seems like we just <laughs> talked yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, kind of, because the, the time before that was, was years. Right. <laughs> and it didn't feel like years. Right. It didn't. Felt like yesterday, absolutely, yep. Yes, yes. And in that time, you have moved into, I think, a very fascinating aspect of herbalism in the skin, because... So often we just take our skin for granted. We don't think about the fact that it's the largest organ in the body. We just think about it as, well, yeah. skin. You know? Exactly. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it is really a very important organ for all of us. Absolutely. Well, not only mm-hmm. that, but Couldn't it, agree more. it yeah. tells you when things are going wrong inside your body faster than you'll see anywhere else. Yeah. Yep. It sure does. All herbalists know that, I think. Yes. And Icelandic herbs have been a hot topic for quite some time now in the like skincare and beauty industry. And Mm -hmm. I know you do them and you do them very, very well. (laughs) Thank you. So I I thought that I might just give you a shout and say, well, you know, tell me a little bit about the herbs for Iceland or what Mm -hmm. the the five best herbs for ice or Icelandic herbs for skincare. What, what are your, and what makes them my, my, what makes them so yeah, special? My, okay, my five top Icelandic skincare herbs. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, they're all special because I I hand pick them all myself. I go out to the in, into the wild nature of Iceland and pick every summer for three months or so, and close everything else down. And that's all I do during that period is just picking the herbs. Because I absolutely love to do it. It's my favorite <laughs> part of it all. <laughs> and I usually I usually go alone. I just like to be on my own with the herbs. And it's like um, rejuvenate you for the rest of the year kind of thing. And and I love them so much. And I think that actually shows up in what oh, yeah. I do then with them. Oh, yeah. When you when you actually make the cream. I, I do the creams and ointments by hand as well. And I don't let other people do it, at least not yet. I've been doing it for years only myself, although I have help in packing and stuff, but not in actually making and hand-picking. I like that. Mm-hmm. But oh, that, that was off-topic. I, I yeah. could go on and on about how much <laughs> I love picking herbs. It's okay. But uh, the five most, the, the best herbs I'm using, so if I, if I think of the main herb I use in all my skincare, every single cream, and and uh, external liquid is uh, yarrow, nice. and yarrow is not such a popular one in the uh, in the uh, 
it's a skincare world really no. it's not the most popular herb you would think about when you when you think about yes it's popular for wounds and right. and bleeding but it's not so much used in in uh, in the general sort of skincare for the face and stuff like that no definitely. Uh, but i i yeah. no it's definitely not you will not find it yeah. so much but it actually does everything i i've been working with it for well for 30 years um and I started off making ointments with it for my patients when I was only doing that. But then I expanded it into the uh, the, the moisturizers as well. And it works absolutely fabulous. But the main thing I do with it, though, which is not something people expect either, I use it for acne. Mm. So as a, I have a product called the, um, the acne, acne Healing Extract. And... That is the best-selling acne, what, what would you say, acne killer or acne cleanser or something like that? <laughs> what would you say in the States? I call it the acne healer, but I don't know. I what, say what, treatment. Is there a name for it? Treatment. Yeah, acne, acne, acne treatment. treatment. Yes. <laughs> acne, acne treatment or acne solution. So yarrow is my main ingredient, but I use fresh yarrow. I make a tincture uh, with it the same day as I pick it. I don't dry it at all. And I think that makes all the difference, actually. Okay. So the story, there's a story behind it, which I always, I, I think it's cute because it involves my son. <laughs> so when he was, when he's a grown-up man now, but when he was about 12 or 13, he had like one acne. And, mm. uh, and he was absolutely distraught. Of course he was. I mean, yes, any teenager I mean, is when they get happy. He had a good yeah. skin, but it was like one or two. And he just... He oh, was yeah. really distraught. So he actually, even though he didn't like so much what I was doing at the time, it was just like, mother, have you got something for me? I have one acne. This is not <laughs> on, you know? <laughs> and I and I made up, uh, up this mixture of three herbs and didn't think much about it. And it really worked. And then he had another one. And it really worked as well. And then his Thanks. friends started to hear about this. And I got kind of tired of always making up something for his friends. So I just made up this one formula, had enough of it. And so I could just dispense it and give it to them because they were like all very distraught young guys. <laughs> <laughs> they, were like, they were dying because they had three acne, you know, you know how this teenager. And so this went on for like three years. And I just kept on giving it away to all his friends. And he he's a popular guy. He had lots of friends. <laughs> and so I... I started having a reputation of, of making this great stuff for acne without having put it in the shops or anything. It was wow. just like I was tired of making up something new, so I just did always the same. And so it gradually actually became tested quite a lot during all these mm. boys. And the mother started to call me if they could <laughs> buy some. And I was just like, yeah, no problem. And then I was um, I was actually changing some products and putting new stuff on the market. I, I already had quite a few products in about 50 shops. And my son said to me, why don't you put this in the shop? It will sell. And I was just like, nah, I don't think it will sell that much. I mean, yes, you and all your friends. And I really didn't think so. But then I thought, I'm doing it anyway, new labels, and I have to hire somebody to do the design. I might as well just put it in. And so at least I can sell his friends and stop <laughs> giving it away. That was, I think that was my basic idea. So so I, then it went on the market, and it sold out within a few days. It was wow. unbelievable. All his yes. friends and him went on Facebook and said to all his friends, 
the mother of him is actually, you should buy this. This really works. And they used language which adults would not have used. <laughs> and I'm not going to repeat the language they were using. But my God, that was the best advertisement I've ever had in my life. <laughs> it, just went, it went completely viral on Facebook without any paid advertisements or anything. It was just went viral and it sold out. And I wow. was gobsmacked. I had absolutely no <laughs> idea how much demand there was in the society for this. Yeah. And this was, what is it, probably 10 years ago now. And since then, this has been the best-selling acne cleanser or acne treatment in Iceland, literally. Wow. I've been told that over <laughs> and over again in the chemist. This is the one I sell all the time, every day in my workshop as well. Yeah. So it's just, it really caught off. And I was just like, yeah, no, I don't think it would do that much. Should I put it on or not? <laughs> I was just like, unbelievable. And the, the main ingredient is yellow. It's wow. that one simple herb is, is, is so the simple. main thing that actually kills the acne. Yeah. And and as a herbalist, you know, you usually deal with things internally. You don't yeah. just dispense something externally. So I was used to having patients with acne and dealing all sorts of changes with the diet and the whole thing. And that really worked. Mm-hmm. But actually, the, just that simple solution of external worked so well, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Because I was, I, I was like, where's the dietary advice? Where is this yeah. and that? Yes. But it, it didn't actually need to do that all the time. And it really, really worked. And, and yeah. I'm talking, it worked with, for bad cases of people being 30 with really bad cases, having gone through all the, all the doctor's thing, what they dispense and so forth. So I, yeah. I had, had reviews from people like that. And that shocked me as well. I that's, had no idea. That's big. Absolutely Mm. Yeah, that's big. That's, you know, when I was when yeah. I was younger, I had a friend who had really bad acne and she had she did all the different yeah. things they prescribed mm-hmm. and the scraping of her skin it was so painful. And I know I mean, it's absolutely terrible treatment. Yeah. yeah, I know. I've had quite a lot of patients like who have gone through these kind of things and then yeah. the antibiotics they give and so forth. Yeah. So if you can find some simple solution, which doesn't cost that much for the teenager, that's just a brilliant business idea. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. Right. <laughs> it was just so funny. It's just like out of the blue, all thanks to my son having like two acne or something. <laughs> so that is my main herb, yarrow. Absolutely. Yeah, right. And as I said, I use it in the moisturizers I, I make as well because it's really hydrating. It really works and it's anti-inflammatory. And then I have an ointment called the Bliss Healing Balm, which is uh, specifically for wounds and and uh, s- uh, stuff like that, uh, mm-hmm. skin diseases. And yarrow is also one of the ingredients there. So yarrow yes. is the main one. It's it's international herb. It's also of course grows grows in the uh, North North America as well. So anybody yeah. can can get it and make things out of it. So I urge yeah. people if you if you do it yourself, herbalist, to use yarrow more externally. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Other other two ingredients is that in that fantastic extract, <laughs> which I happen to make, uh, is uh, calendula, which of course is a oh, very yeah. known um, herb for the skin. That's also a favorite of mine. It doesn't grow wild in Iceland, but it's grown for me. So it's specifically yes. grown in gardens, and I pick it myself there. And it's gorgeous yeah. to pick it. You get those sticky orange oh, hands. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love going to pick it. <laughs> So that is one of the ingredients. And then not such a well-known ingredient either, which is thyme. Oh, 
Ah. You can use garden time. I'm using the Arctic time, the Icelandic version of time, which is which grows wild in a pig. And I also blend it with some garden times as well because it's difficult to to I sell so much of it. It's difficult yeah. to pick enough of the Arctic time. Oh, it's yeah. a very small <laughs> plant, much much smaller, much smaller than the garden time. It's oh, totally yeah. different in that sense. So it's more difficult. But what I actually came across when I was kind of reverse anchovering when I was looking at what I was doing afterwards mm-hmm. was that uh, the time, the garden time has, has actually been researched for acne yes. and came out really well yeah. in the research. So I didn't know that when I was using it, uh, but oh, it didn't surprise me. Yes. It, 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 well. So that's that's one of the three herbs in that uh, magic uh, acne solution. <laughs> <laughs> so those three definitely. And then I would, I use chamomile. I use chamomile as well, but uh, that is not an Icelandic one. It doesn't grow here, but the other Icelandic ones I use, um, I do that ointment, blissing balm, and uh, the main ingredient there is also fairly unusual. That's meadowsweet. And meadowsweet is a well-known medical herb, but hardly anyone uses it in ointment. For me, it was like, there are quite a there are not that many herbs in Iceland, so I make do with what I come up on more than right. other people, because I do like to to use as much Icelandic as I can. I import quite a lot too, because I have patients who need different things, but mainly I use the Icelandic ones. And I started thinking, what what can I use for uh, for uh, ointment, uh, which grows uh, a lot of here. And that's meadowsweet. It's all over the place. And I came across some some uh, old literature, both in Iceland and somewhere abroad as well, uh, which were claiming it for, for skincare. And I just decided to test it. And it worked absolutely wonderfully for, with, in, with, uh, in conjunction with uh, yarrow for wounds, for eczema, any kind of disease, okay. skin diseases. It's absolutely fabulous for it. So that is the main ingredient in my most popular ointment as well. So, so Metasweet uh, so, is so, mainly like a healing, uh, healing wounds yes, or healing yes. problems. Okay. And it's anti-inflammatory. It's used internally okay. as an anti-inflammatory for the stomach and gastritis and, and yeah. uh, to lowering acids or balancing yeah. in, out acid in the stomach. But it is just such a good anti-inflammatory for the skin as well. It's nice. completely good. And it makes this very, and I, I also the ointment I make from fresh herbs as well only. I don't make I don't dry the herbs, so I make it the same time day as I pick, and you get this very deep green from the meadow sweet, and I love the color, so it gives yeah. it that kind of feeling. It's yeah. just a beautiful color you get out. It's almost black when you boil it in oil. You you simmer it in oil for a while. Okay. As uh, herbalists who are listening do know, yeah. infused oil. That's how I make it. Uh, the third ingredient in the uh, the bliss healing balm is chickweed, which of course is very oh, yeah. commonly used oh, yeah. uh, externally in ointments, and it grows all over the world and also in Iceland. So that's another one I use. Is that one of those? And ones? then last, the chickweed. Chickweed is one that I've heard from a couple of herbalists say have told me that you can only really make it properly if you do it from fresh. Is that? Yes, yes, yes. That's how I learned it, and that's yeah. actually how I've done it always. I've never, I've never even bought it or anything dry. I've never used it dry. I've always made it from fresh. But 
Chickweed, I, I have <laughs> I have stories from, from chickweed, um, not related to herbal medicine, but the thing is with chickweed, which has always been known, it's a cooling herb. Yeah. It will actually cool the skin. And I have uh, stories from my dad that when uh, when he was young, he used to fish a lot. So out in the field and the sun was shining oh. and you know what they did when they had to wait the whole day and they were fishing all day? They wrapped the fish in chickweed. Because they ah. knew it was cooling. And yeah. I had never thought of it ah. used like that. And this was commonly done in like 1930s. <laughs> this is a long time ago. But then it was just like, he was just telling me, yeah, of course we did that. Everybody knew that. Right? And I was just like, interesting, very interesting. Yeah. And I hadn't talked to elderly people about it then. And then uh, uh old uncle of mine visited me. And he's kind of, kind of... Um, quite old and conservative and sort of not backwards but but strange <laughs> he's a bit of a strange guy put it that way and so he he was driving and instead of taking four hours to drive it took him 10 hours so it's very long in coming right. and he was visiting me and he decided to bring me frozen blueberries ah. and so i go out and to, to to his car to bring the blueberries in and what do i see except a, a box full of chickweed Oh. And he was the same generation as my father. And that was the same thing. He knew he had frozen. He wasn't going to let them become, what What do you say, not frozen during yeah, the way. Thaw. So he, he put them all, thaw, exactly. Yeah. So he put it all in a big box of chickweed to keep it totally cold. Totally normal for him. Didn't, he just looked at me, of course you do that. And I was just like, yeah. Ooh. I've seen anyone do this before. Did it work? <laughs> he was... Yeah, absolutely. It Completely frozen still <laughs> after 10 hours of driving instead of four because he wow. drives very slowly. So uh, those two, this, those two family stories told me enough that chickweed was cooling, but it was just so interesting to hear it, this aspect of it. And from these two old guys who thought it was totally normal thing to do, whereas <laughs> nobody thinks it's a normal thing to do now, but it's really cooling. Yeah, normally you would get and a cooler and and put your, but it, but by the time after ten hours in a cooler, they wouldn't actually yeah. be frozen solid anymore. No, no, this was yeah. this was pretty solid. Yep. Yeah, I, I I ate them all. They were really yeah. nice. <laughs> Did you know, according to ADA Title Three, every business website has to be accessible to people with disabilities. Businesses who do not comply are at risk of being sued and facing unnecessary legal expenses. We recommend use of our AI and machine learning web accessibility solution to solve this problem. Our solution will get your business compliant within 48 hours with monthly audits run automatically for you. Do not be surprised by a lawsuit or demand letter. We can help. You can try our website ADA widget at mudpawdesign.com. Just click the blue and white icon in the corner. To see if your website is compliant, get a free audit at mudpawdesign.com slash free dash ADA dash audit today. So chickweed definitely works, and and I've always used it for ointments, and it's a nice one because it's a weed, as everyone knows. You can also just grow it in your in your kitchen window and use mm -hmm. it for salad. It's a delicious salad herbs. In case mm -hmm. people who are listening didn't know that, it's really good, and it's stuck. It's smack full of uh, vitamins, and it's also rather neutral taste to put in a salad. It doesn't have a yeah. strong bitter taste or anything. It's pretty neutral. So it's a good filling in a salad, and it will give you 
loads of goodies, definitely. Super food, if you want to put it that way. I was thinking, mm. um, my mind was, was so, so, I so think substituting. That, no, bitch, that, mm, sorry? Oh, no, I was just thinking that when you mm. said chickweed in my mind, I was visioning cleavers. And I was like, uh, why you uh, don't put cleavers in your salad? It's got a funky texture, man. <laughs> <laughs> but then, then, then I was like, oh, just, they it's they not cleavers. <laughs> they, would, they would scrape your mouth. Yeah, right. It's not just a funky texture. They would actually do something to your mouth. It would not be good, I think. No, <laughs> no we, we tried that once. I, I did that one. Finn, my son was quite young. He and I thought it would be brilliant to give it a try. What the heck? <laughs> All uh, the leaves and stuff of the salad kind of balled up. <laughs> so it was like yeah. eating a salad in a ball. <laughs> you did not try that one again, did you? <laughs> no, no, no. We both thought that was good and we are done with that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, chickweed is lovely. Think, mm, chickweed is beautiful, absolutely. Uh, I think I've actually said five herbs, but I'm going to oh, say yeah. I'm going to say the six as well. There's one more. There's a uh, birch. It's the Icelandic version ah, of birch. Yes, which, which is which is um, downy birch. I think it's called or Icelandic birch. Um, and I use both the leaves and the twigs. And again, I infuse uh, the fresh herb in the oil. I don't. I never dry it before I make the. Uh, I, I like the ointment made from fresh herb. I think it works even better. Nice. It works, of course, well with dried herbs, but it's you get an extra. You go. It goes to the next level on the next level when you have the herbs fresh as well. So oh, it's yeah. quite a production in the summer because oh, yeah. I have to produce it all in the same day. Yeah. <laughs> and so quite a few days. It's just like it's a whole week of just doing meadowsweet oil kind of thing. Because yeah. I, I sell a lot of it. So oh, yeah. And now I'm exporting international as well, so I need even more. But it's a limited. Uh, I, I will not have just so many thousands of jars just because people want to buy it. It's going to be limited. Right. So it's a limit to how much you can infuse right. from fresh herbs. <laughs> it takes, takes a time to pick them you know so and, i have a um, question on the birch do you harvest that mm -hmm. is it like does it have to be early season mid-season late does it yes has to be early in iceland because uh, it's the first one uh, beside dandelion leaves this is the first one i harvest because here you will get a disease in it later on there's like a worm type which will destroy the leaves pretty quickly and then there's another now, disease now as well so if you don't catch it early enough, within three weeks, it's, you're going to start seeing the leaves getting destroyed. And okay. sometimes you can see the whole, uh, with the second wow. disease, I can't remember what it's called, you actually see the whole forest oh. gone in the middle of the summer. Wow. It's just like it's brown kind of thing. Oh, wow. It's really ugly to see and not, nothing you can do about it. But that's the one I pick very, very early, yeah. as early as possible, basically. And I really, I keep a close eye out on that one and check and check when it's ready because I want to catch it <laughs> before yeah. anything right. anything happens to it, really. Yeah. Uh, but how it's a you, lovely one. It's a love. Sorry? How do you use that one? Because, I, I mean, I've, I've, I've heard a lot of people who praise the virtues of birch, and then I've heard other people who complain that it's not, you know, it's got some kind of dangerous who knows what in it, which, you know, uh, every herb has uh. that you know, the, the naysayers. Yeah. And, no, but how do you, how do you? I don't, I don't think it's dangerous at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's just like, no, no way. I've never seen any danger from birch whatsoever. I've used right. it a lot internally as well. 
But uh, BIRD, it's a great anti-inflammatory. Internally, I use it quite a lot as a diuretic. It's excellent. Okay. It's a different variety than the syllabus, but works similar, though. And yeah. uh, I would, yeah, anti-inflammatory, but it's kind of specific for eczema and baby eczema as well. So Ooh. that's also why it, it went into the ointment, because, well, besides, there is a lot of birch, so I have to yeah. look at what I can actually pick. Right. But uh, for eczema, eczema and psoriasis, I, I, I like to think of it as specific for that. That's interesting. And it, it does its job in it. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting because I know birch has often been used as like a cleanser, spring cleansing kind of thing. And yeah, chickweed exactly. too. Yeah. You know, the two are often, I've yeah, seen them used together. Absolutely. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that makes sense because, I mean, isn't eczema and psoriasis to some extent is a problem with the body not able to cleanse out whatever the mm -hmm. wastes are yeah. as well as, as would yeah. be desired? Which then, Absolutely. You know, mm -hmm. Yeah, I hadn't thought of it like that. That's an yeah. interesting, interesting twist on it. That <laughs> yeah. you're detoxing it externally. Yes. Yeah. In, in, a, in a weird way, that makes sense as yeah. well. In a herbalist way. Right. <laughs> but it's also just a, it's a lovely, lovely, it's a lovely smell. It's so nice to yes. pick it. It's also the only herb I pick with gloves on because oh. it's so sticky. It'll yeah. actually, it's much more stickier than calendula. It'll actually stick to your hand. It'll oh, take you a while to get it off. <laughs> so uh, I use I use vinyl gloves when I'm taking it. Otherwise, I'm just takes the next day to get it off, kind of thing. Right. Because I, I I spend hours picking, of course. Of course. Uh, but it's a lovely one. Yeah. So it's a great. I, I can smell it while I'm talking about it right now. I can just oh, smell it. It's <laughs> it's a strong beautiful, smell. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So I think so, those yeah. are the main main top Icelandic skincare herbs. My and favorite. What, what mm. is it? Do you think that has made Icelandic herbal skincare so popular? I mean, what what is it that makes it so distinctive? Well, it's very good quality of herbs mm -hmm. uh, because of the wilderness. That is distinctive. There is also a saying, and I'm not quite sure if I believe it, that because the season is so short, uh, then the uh, the active there there will be they are richer of active ingredients than otherwise. Mm -hmm. That is, it's like gets like compacted because of the season. Uh, there has a little little bit <clears throat> of research been done which supports that, but. I don't quite believe it because herbs are good wherever they are, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, but I, th I think it's the wilderness and, and the pristiness and the, and the uh, cleanness of Iceland. I think that is the nice. main thing. Things are very clean here compared to other countries. There's no question about it. We have such exceptionally good water. The air is very little polluted. I pick in the wilderness completely and it, takes you like half an hour to drive and then you're in the wilderness. It's wow. not like you have to go for five hours. It's actually that much wilderness everywhere. It's not that uh, organized as a farming land. Well, it is, but it's very easy to get into the hills and the mountains. Yeah. And so it's the that. wildness of Iceland. Well, mm -hmm. I was going to ask yeah. you that because, you know, here, I mean, I don't think a lot of people have, many people know, okay, Iceland's an island. It's in the upper mid-Atlantic, right? Mm -hmm. You know that. Yeah. But I think people's idea of size yeah gets gets <laughs> gets gets modified like you know i was going to ask you so you said you would when you said you went out like three months out of the year to to, to harvest i'm thinking okay she's got a caravan she's out there in the woods she's making oils she's doing this <laughs> whole thing. she's gone for 90 days nope. no one sees her 
you know, and nope. in here, in here <laughs> that's the way it would be because it would take time. It would take, to, I mean, yeah. your five to, hours is like not kidding. It, it takes for most of us yeah. several yeah. hours of driving yeah. just to get to the wilderness. And then when we get there, yes. there's rules mm-hmm. about which properties you can and can't be on because half the wilderness is owned yep. by somebody. Right, you know, it's not yes. simple. So I was going to ask you, what is a what is a what yeah. like? day in the life of a Icelandic wildcrafter look like? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very different from in your imagination. I can tell you, <laughs> uh, and and I had completely forgotten that that is the reality of where you live and in most yeah. countries. But that is not the case, and I think Iceland is probably. In some ways, the best country in the world to live in uh, as a herbalist, because yeah, it will take me an hour, maybe an hour or two, if I'm going for something specific, to drive to the wilderness, pick for hours, and then I just drive back and just make the oil in the thing. So I just literally, I do things mostly just in one day, and I I drive. Well, yeah, I, I might drive to the north of the country to pick yarrow specifically, and that takes me five hours. And then I stay over the night, pick, and come back during the same day with the fresh materials. Uh, but it's it's all like that. I don't I don't have a caravan <laughs> at all, and uh, and then I just drive and pick and come back basically. Yeah. So okay, it's, it's we, very we, different from your imagination. So I think you need to dress that that story up and make it a little bit more interesting. Than just getting your car, drive an hour, get the stuff, come home and done. Uh, yeah. You need to make it sound make more, it more you know, alchemical or something <laughs> stimistical. <laughs> you just got to market that a little bit better. Safari like. Yeah, okay. okay. It's, far, it's far too simplistic. I know, I know. Yeah, um, I, I know. But you know, I, I mean, in that vein, the simplicity, I think, is part of what makes Icelandic herbal skincare or Icelandic skincare in general, you know, very I powerful. So. I think it's partly the simplicity. Yeah. So it's 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 all about that, really, yeah. because if you look at general skincare, they have like 50,000 ingredients yes. nobody understands. And then you actually read the ingredients I have, and they are like maybe 10 or 15, and you right. understand all of them. Look, more this acne one, just so, three. What? You know, I yeah. Mean, yeah. And, and it's, it's the same as food. And then yeah. people don't realize the amount of stuff which is put in, in sort of generic, generic uh, sorry, normal skincare, if right. you can call it like that. It's absolutely horrific. Yes. And it's like, for the, I mean, I've written blogs on this, uh, which you can find on my website, to simplify it for the general consumer to actually, so they are capable of reading labels. So understand. It is yeah. so difficult. There is no wonder that nobody knows anything. Right. And as a producer, I can tell you, there's absolutely no need for all that stuff. Right. It's such crap, basically. Yes. And it's used yes. because it's cheap. Yes. I mean, I can look at an ingredient in a normal skincare and tell you how much it costs. Absolutely nothing. Right. Because they're just using such rubbish. And yes. that is the whole point of it. People it's want to make, there is no, no, um, there is no, no, uh, what would you say? Authenticity? Authenticity. Sorry, Authenticity. That's a difficult one. <laughs> There's nothing like that in it. It's just yeah. a producer somewhere who wants to make enough money and doesn't care. 
Yeah. But I actually yeah. care. That's you the do. difference, you know. I also don't have anyone over my shoulder telling me you have to you have to buy something cheaper because we want right. to make I actually control it myself and that makes a whole lot of difference. That does make it, a huge difference. Because yeah, here even if you go mm. to the the high end beauty counters where you have the usually women who um look like they're about to head out to like an opera or something. Yeah, selling you and they're going to make up your face and show you all this stuff. And you look at the labels there, you know, they're, they're very expensive and they still have, you know, 50 ingredients. For... Not just still. If you look at the ingredients, the cost of the product is probably about yes. $2 and they're yeah. selling it for 400 and something. Yes. I mean, I can actually yes. look at the label and see what the cost of the production is. Yes. And it's ridiculous the amount people are paying for marketing. Yes. It's all marketing that women are yeah. paying for. Yeah. And it's been sold like that. And it's it's unbelievable if you just look at it. Yeah. And it's yeah. very easy if you, if you sort of educate yourself a little bit and you know the prices of things and it's just easy to see. Yeah. You look at a, at a jar which costs you $300. I've actually done this here in Iceland. It costs $300 and the cost of it was probably around $5. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Max. Yeah. Probably yeah. quite a lot because I, I don't buy in big bulk. So yeah. I don't know <laughs> the cheap prices really right. of, of oil or whatever. Yeah. But uh, it's it's absolutely unbelievable. So yeah. definitely that is part of it with my skincare line without yeah. a question. That's and, part and of people yeah. know what they're getting. They they actually yeah. know that I I'm 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 behind what I do. It's oh, quite yeah. obvious. And yes. I don't do not look like these women behind the beauty country. No. <laughs> <laughs> but Listen, honestly, I don't need to honestly, look like those I think women. I look slightly more healthy, maybe yeah. more wrinkles. I don't care. But it's like <laughs> I'm but not taking it. Your skin glows. It's a perfect product advertisement right there. It's the yarrow. It's the yarrow. I'm telling you. <laughs> Well, where can where can people find um, information about your products? Where where can they get a hold of them if they don't want to make them themselves? Yeah, okay. They they can they can just look at my website, which is uh, anarosaskincare.com. All right. And so you get all the information there, and I also invite people to subscribe to my newsletter because I send out a lot of information every week, usually blogs, all kind of information about health. I like cooking so i send out food recipes they are usually quite popular that kind of thing so uh, i'm having fun with the newsletter so if you want to join me there that would be good and then also i want to make sure that we remind people that one of the bonuses of the simplicity and the um, purity of your products is that you also donate to refugee organizations with some of your proceeds yes that is actually Actually, the short story is that I am selling internationally to make profit to to donate to to those organizations. And yeah. That is the whole purpose of me selling internationally. And I'm not joking about that. That is actually the purpose of it. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, you, you know that if you buy a jar of cream, that you're actually paying money directly towards empowering refugees at the same time. Yeah, which is definitely a bonus you don't get from a vast majority of the beauty industry i don't think so <laughs> fair enough well um as always remember we have our little catchphrase yeah so you're ready to say it i am okay ready so as always put, put an, an herb, herb on it thank you so much 
Thank you so much for having me. The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA. They're not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem. Always consult with healthcare professional before starting any new vitamins, supplements, diet, or exercise program before taking any medication, or if you have or suspect you might have a health problem. Any testimonials, questions, or case studies are based on individual results and do not constitute a guarantee that you will achieve the same results.